placed the ghosts of her past in the locked trunk of her memory, back where they belonged. She straightened her shoulders, smoothed her clammy hands along the sides of her crisp linen pants, and told herself she could do this. She owned this. She took a deep breath, then another for good measure, and lifted her head and marched herself through the wooded arch. Immediately, the sights, sounds, and smells of her childhood engulfed her. A large stage dominated one half of the open field with the promised Zydeco ban. A woman in a brightly checkered dress sawed an accordion in and out, and a young man in crawfish pattern suspenders sat near the edge, playing a washboard. To the side, a mile-long line stretched before a photo booth with an old pirogue, crab net, and fake alligator set in front of a backdrop of the swamp. And surrounding her, encompassing the rest of the large field in a wide semicircle, were countless booths filled with fragrant food, each representing a different St. Tammany Parish firehouse. Reading the menus posted beside the closest ones, it appeared as though they all sold jambalaya and gumbo by the styrofoam bowl full, along with each fire station's own unique taste-the-heat twist, such as fiery fried jalapeno peppers, habanero nachos, and at least a dozen different forms of chili, each declaring their own to be the parish's absolute best. The punch of spicy cayenne and fried okra assaulted Colby's senses, and the fresh onslaught was simply too much. She clamped her stinging eyes shut. She couldn't tell if the turbulent sensations rolling through her stomach were from anxiety, regret, or extreme nausea. But there was a very good chance she was about to be sick. Oh, please. God, don't let me puke in public. She could just hear the news report now. Big city chef returns home and tosses her cookies at local hero's feet. Full report at 10. She bet that would get customers filling their tables. Colby Roby Show? At the soft inquiry, Colby's eyes snapped open. Uh, yes? The older woman standing in front of her nodded causing her thick bob of salt-and-pepper hair to swing around her shoulders. Thought so, she said, offering her hand in greeting. I'm Mary Lemoyne, co-organizer for today's event. Oh, yes, pleased to meet you, Miss Lemoyne. She took the woman's cool hand in her own, grateful for the diversion from the emotional roller coaster and discreetly compared her pressed linen suit with Mary's dark jeans and event t-shirt combo. She was starting to get the impression she was a tad overdressed. Was it my Yankee attire that gave me away? Mary laughed, a free and open sound that instantly put her at ease. Not at all. When your brother said you'd be stepping in as judge, I looked you up on the internet, she confided. Quite the impressive resume you have there, but I'd have recognized you even if I hadn't seen your picture on that fancy restaurant website of yours. 
You're just the spitting image of your daddy, aren't you? A vision of a man beaming with pride as she created recipes beside him, while other girls her age were off playing with Barbies, flashed in her mind. It used to be that hearing people say that very thing delighted Colby like nothing else. But those days came to an abrupt end twelve years ago. Here, let me show you to the judge's table. Mary gave her a sympathetic smile and motioned toward the open field, and Colby fell in step beside her. As they walked, she willed away the hurt and anger roiling inside. She knew Mary meant well, but she probably assumed Colby was upset over her father's recent passing and had no idea the real reason Colby was upset. No one did, not even her own siblings.